0: Patricia left a couple of days later for her training. About a month after that Michael was sitting at O'Reilly's when Brian handed him an envelope. A letter came from you today from someone named Patricia. Your secret girlfriend I presume Brian teased. Now you remember Patricia. Shawn's widow. She's trained to be a nurse. Brian thought for a moment. Oh yes now I remember her. She seemed awfully quiet and meek to be a nurse. I'm surprised she can handle it. I think she's stronger than she appears, Michael replied as he began to read the letter. Dear Katie and Michael, I'm currently serving at a hospital just outside of Washington, DC. It is very hard work. The number of wounded can feel overwhelming at times. Many are so young some barely older than Michael Jr. In fact, a young rebel boy came in a short time ago who was only a year older than Patrick, just 11 years old. He was trying so hard to be brave, but you could tell he was just scared and hungry. If it were not for the sisters I am working alongside, I'm not sure I can handle the stress. I can't believe that when they were first offered their service, they were looked upon with suspicion and even hatred. Over the time, though, their dedicated service and hard work have won over most of the doctors and, and almost all the men they take care of. Even in bad times, they are always remain kind and gentle. I have to admit, there are times when I don't know how they do it. Clearly, God's grace is with them. I could tell you so much more, but I have to get back to work. God bless you all. Love, Patricia. As the war continued, so did the draft, and by 1864, both Michael and Katie started to worry about Michael Jr. At 15, he towered over his mother and would soon pass his father in height. He was big, strong, and healthy. In other words, a perfect target for the drafting gangs. Katie had tried to keep him home, but keeping an active 15-year-old home was impossible. Michael Jr. was a lot like her, constantly looking for the next adventure. Both Katie and Michael were so worried about him being drafted, they didn't see trouble coming from another direction till it was too late. Growing up, Michael Jr. had hung around the market a lot. Much of his time was spent with Raven, who was Toby's and Autumn's daughter. Katie would laugh when they heard comments about them being together. They're young, so let them play. Unfortunately, over time, everyone forgot they were no longer so young. Autumn was the first to see the signs when she noticed that Raven had missed her time of the month. At first, Autumn ignored the sign, thinking or maybe hoping it was just because she had been sick that month. Slowly, though, she realized that it hadn't been the flu at all. Raven was definitely pregnant, and Michael Jr. was an excellent candidate for the father. That Monday morning, when Katie stopped at Autumn's market stall, she was surprised when Autumn came up and spoke to her. I need to talk to you in private. Okay, said Katie, as she followed Autumn behind her stall. Raven is pregnant, and I think Michael Jr. is the father. Katie stared back at her as if she had spoken a foreign language. What? Raven is pregnant, and Michael Jr. is the father. No, I don't think so, Katie said as she, as she turned around and walked away, leaving Autumn just standing there. That night, Michael came home, and he knew there was trouble because... Katie met him at the door. Okay, who did it, and what did they do? Autumn said Raven is pregnant, and Michael Jr. is the father. Is she sure? Sure that she's pregnant, or that Michael is the father? Both, I guess. Yes, she's sure of both. We need to speak to him. No, I will do that. That is my job, Michael said. When Michael Jr. came home that evening, Michael was waiting for him. We need to talk. Michael Jr. started to make a joke, but stopped immediately when he saw his father shake his head. Okay, Michael Jr. said as he followed his father out the, the door. Where are they going, Danny asked. Can I go with them? No, your father needs to talk to your brother alone. About what? That is between your father and brother. Now sit down. Danny sat down, looking at the door, but then started to read. Michael and Michael Jr. walked together in silence down the street toward O'Reilly's. They entered O'Reilly's and Michael took a table toward the back and sat down, indicating to Michael Jr. to take a seat. There was silence for what Michael Jr. thought was forever. Then his father spoke, and Michael Jr. quickly realized that minute had never come. Have you been with Raven? What? Michael Jr. said, coughing and turning red. Have you been with Raven? And you know what I mean, so don't lie. Sex was not talked about, it was, but it was also not hidden. Sleeping so close together made that impossible. From the looks on his son's face, Michael already knew the answer. Yes, Michael Jr. said quietly. Well, she is with child... If it is yours, you will take responsibility for it. Yes, father. Michael raised two hands to the bartender for two beers. When the server put them down, he handed one to Michael Jr. Is he old enough? Well, he's going to be a father, so yes, I think he is. It was at that moment Michael realized his son would have to become a man overnight. He also knew it was he was still a boy, and this would be one of the hardest things he would ever have to do. Later that evening, at home, once Michael Jr. was asleep, Katie and Michael started talking. What did he say? It's true. No, I don't believe it. Yes, it is, love. Michael just sighed as Katie shook her hand no. He knew that it would take a long time for Katie to accept the truth.